0: Coming up, we talk New Jersey Devils home opener at the Rock. While it wasn't a fully perfect 60 minutes, Jack Hughes looked electric, Vitek stood on his head, and the Devils got the win. We break it down. Coming up. Now- Yes, sir. It is DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where you know we are your host over here, Adam Armbrecht, breaking down the Brooklyn Nets on the Locked On Nets Podcast with Doug Norrie and your New York football giants on the One Giant Podcast with Andrew Makowitz. Joined, as always, by the 20-plus year season ticket holder, the pulse of the Devils fan base, Danny McDonough. Sir, officially the 2023-2024 season is underway for New Jersey. Ah, man,
1: I love the hype in that building. The Rock sounded extremely loud. And then you kind of love like the middle of the game. You're already hearing MVP chance for Jack Hughes. So it was a great night, um, like you said in the intro. There's a lot of things to clean up because it wasn't the perfect game for the Devils. But we're one and zero. So great start to the year.
0: That is ultimately what you want, right? You cannot you cannot get to two and zero before you get to one and zero. So the Devils do accomplish that. You mentioned the MVP chance for for Jack Hughes. That's for good reason. We'll talk about what was. Some individual efforts on his part, really just special moments, which we expect from him, obviously overall in this not only first game, but we're going to need him to do that in several games throughout the course of this season. A 4-3 victory ultimately for the Devils, one that late in the third period really did get a little bit more interesting than we wanted it to. It took a while for this team to get going. It was a blank slate for both sides coming through that first period we we'll go ahead and just give you the rundown on some of the key stats and takeaways here. And we'll, we'll dissect how these numbers evened out a bit more as the game went on 35, 27 shots in favor of the red wings here. The devils though, Laid some wood as this game progressed, 32-24 in the hit department. Something we will discuss here, too. They were absolutely destroyed inside of the faceoff circle, 34-25 to in favor of the visiting Detroit Red Wings as well. And the power play percentage, frankly, was not nearly good enough. Six opportunities and just one conversion. But from a high level, Danny, before we talk about the areas to clean up, the first period was a struggle. But I thought once this team started to get its rhythm and its stride, we did see some of the glimpses that we got in camp, especially from that top line to Foley, Bratt, Hughes, those guys working, that pace of play that they can play with. You can see how it's going to be dangerous for this team throughout the season.
1: Yeah. And VTech stood on his head again, like you said in the opening. He was absolutely phenomenal in the first period. We stemmed the tie, right? <clears throat> Everything looked like Red Wings could take a two-nothing, three-nothing lead in the first period, but we came out of that period unharmed you know with the zero zero score so we got very lucky and that's not going to happen obviously in every single game that we play if we play first periods like that you're going to see bigger teams top five top 10 NHL teams that are going to take a two nothing three nothing lead it's just going to happen but the fact that we were resilient we came back in the second period played our game slowed the pace of play down a touch in our defensive zone being smarter with the puck closing in on the puck you saw the improvement as the game went on
0: Yeah, 100%. And you mentioned VTech there. Let's take a moment just on him because, again, I'm going to feather in some other notes here that we'll mention in the cleanup department. The Devils had 17 giveaways in this game as well. There were odd man rushes. There was at one point when you go back in that first period, the Devils had under five shots on goal in the first period of this game. The Red Wings, to their credit, and it was no not meant in any disrespect when we were leading into this game. Danny said 5-2 with an empty netter to close things out. I said 4-1. We were expecting a, a dominant performance. The Red Wings made changes this offseason. They brought in new players. They look like a team that came out ready to want to be a competitive, maybe back end of the wild card, kind of sniffing into that playoff picture. We'll see how it plays out for them. But they came out on the front skate. So for all the red carpet hype and everyone signing autographs and it was great at the rock and Newark was amazing. The team itself came out flat. And I I really wish that I could have been the fly on the wall in the locker room for Lindy Ruff in between that first and second period. Cause in the post game, he said, yeah, you know, in a much more calm demeanor, I assume, you know, we didn't skate as well as we wanted to initially some things that when you get the win, it's easy to kind of overlook those moments, but I, I guarantee you, Oh. it was there was a message being sent in between those first two periods about what it means to start your season the right way after having such a successful camp undefeated 7-0 and
1: we talked about it all last year it's so important to get off to fast starts especially against teams that you know that you're better than on paper just yep. to get out to a fast start because they're going to be hungry and not for nothing we talked about this in the pregame show the red wings aren't a bad team at all to brink it larkin and peron line that top line for the red wings is going to be a problem for a lot of teams in the nhl so i don't want to discredit them or take away anything from the red wings because i do think that they're going to be very much improved and you and i were talking too they could be a team that's pushing for a wild card spot this year so you know the devils were able to play better defensively against them especially marino and ball played phenomenally against them i thought ball using his physicality marino had a couple if he plays in the first period like a lot of devils did but he really cleaned everything up and he led the uh he led the team in ice time so you knew he was going to be out there you knew he was going to be that shutdown defensive guy so and then obviously we can talk about Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler right behind marino with ice time but more importantly Siegenthaler lighting up the points with three assists so yeah. you love to see that from siegs um but there's a lot of things to clean up and i'm sure Ruff went in there and be like hey guys so uh this is the regular season now. This isn't the preseason anymore. It's time to play, you know, going into that second period.
0: Yeah, certainly. And you mentioned Siegenthal. He had that great outlet pass on one of his assists as well, a two-line pass that really opened things up for the Devils on that end. Coming up here in a second, we, will, uh, we keep kind of – we're giving you a little tease here. We're going to get to the things that the Devils need to clean up, obviously. We're going to talk about the special teams here as well. But first and foremost, Jack Hughes, really, when this game – Felt like it was going to get away from the Devils potentially down 1-0 in the second period. It was the assistant captain. It was the young phenom that we expect him to be stepping up and making individual efforts that we're going to break down and ultimately just kind of glow about for a little bit. But before we do that, guys. We got to go ahead and tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. That's because the NFL season is going strong right now. And DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's stronger than ever. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings, they're not stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day throughout the month of October. If you go over right now on the NFL, excuse me, coming into this one, yeah, you can go ahead and take a look at the Miami Dolphins taking on the Carolina Panthers. I'd lay, if they said it was 60 points, I would lay those, but it's only going to be about 13. So go ahead and take advantage of that over on DraftKings.com. And you can get it on the game day greatness by downloading DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Best color man in the business. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet just $5 on the NFL, that's promo code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Grand problem? Go ahead and call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.81800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 887-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in our friends to the North Ontario, Canada bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gambling resources. All right, Danny. So we talk about this. This team comes out a little bit sluggish. The first power play does not look good, which I specifically told them to make sure you came out strong on the power play after having such a successful preseason. But in the second period, when the Red Wings get that first goal, that really uh, unfortunately felt like was against the grain at that point. Now, we can make the case that the Red Wings deserve to have a goal in the first period, and we'll highlight the final stat lines for VTech here as well. But ultimately, they get that number one goal. And then you see Jack Hughes. I mean, I I don't think that Jack Hughes looks at it this way, where it's okay time for individual efforts, but they're down 1-0. He gets this puck mid-ice on the left side. He he surveys the defense and says, you know what I'm going to do here? I'm going to ratchet it from about 12 to 15 to 18 miles an hour. I'm going to take this thing to the end line, and then I'm going to do what so many great hockey players do. I'm not making this the one in a million type of shot. All the best players can do this. Get to that spot and put an angled shot that you would think is impossible off the back of the goaltender, into the pipes, 1-1, and then we get to that second goal as well.
1: what superstars are supposed to do, right? <clears throat> find that open ice, find that. He gets
0: emotional. He always gets choked up uh, when he talks yeah. about superstars.
1: Find that open ice, man. It's it's what he does on the power play. You know, he skates so quickly. He finds that little space with the goaltender. He's not, you know, up against the uh, the goal post. so he sees what's going on there, and he bangs it off the back of his head. Like you said, those superstars are going to find ways to score goals, and they're going to make it happen like that. And Jack Hughes took the team on his back and said, you know what, we're scoring a goal. And I, I think he knew what he was going to do when he was on that power play, too. I, yes. I, I kind of consider that he was looking at what the goaltender was doing and how he was moving off the post a little bit, and I feel like he kind of scattered that out a little because he seemed determined to do that when he was skating up the ice and it was a perfectly planned it was it was a great shot. you know it was a great shot perfectly right off the back of his head, you know, to tie
0: it up at one. there was a really good um they were talking about it in the game coverage in between periods when he was off the ice in between shifts. he was looking on the pad and they said continually going back to the play around the end line, the play around behind the goal, and something was there that was frustrating him, and then you get to that spot and you say, Oh, maybe it is. I I know that that pocket exists for me. I need to get there. I need to have that puck on my stick. And obviously special teams is an opportunity to do so. Let's just touch on that second goal for him as well before we fill out the rest of the scoring in this game. Um, In that one, I really thought by contrast to last season, we used to talk about Jack Hughes. We love him. He's incredible. Keep doing your thing, buddy. But... There were times when he would over skate with the puck on his stick, skate himself into traffic, skate himself into problems, and then create sometimes odd man rushes, right? The turnovers were there. This is mm-hmm. one where he comes down the right side of the ice, but again, surveys the defense, and he actually uses just calm and control, where I think it, it felt like the Red Wings were waiting for the big speed burst, right? Waiting to try to catch him, and when you get guys that aren't fully committed to it, he just kind of drifts. He drifts into that pocket there in between the two defensemen in front of another uh, red wing there in that little tiny pocket there and goes, yeah, this is fine. I can get the shot from here as well. It was a good example of the gravity of a player of that skill set and how you can create space for yourself just by the threat of what you can do with your speed and what you can do with your stick work. And not for nothing, that pass
1: from Tyler to Foley off the boards to Jack was Excellent. absolutely incredible. What a touch pass. Yeah. But you're exactly right. And the red wings overskated. The defensive defenseman came back a little late. They literally overskated Jack trying to chase him, like you were saying, and he skated so smoothly to the slot. And with that shot coming across, beautiful shot, man. He He's so talented. This kid is a superstar. We see that he's a superstar. And I, we stand by what we say. You know, we think he's going to be over 100-point getter this year, and he's showing it in the first game why he can be that and why he should be that. He, he's absolutely incredible, and you're going to see teams continue to do what they're doing, where they're going to try and chase him down. And Jack
0: Hughes has to continue to take advantage of that. What a goal. Beautiful goal. Yeah. You better believe it here. So we'll turn our attention over and we'll we'll wrap up with some additional positives from other players as well. But there were a lot of things just to keep an eye on. And by the way, we mentioned them in the vein of it's game number one. Getting the win is the most important, but you're going to turn right around and get into your second matchup of the season. And these kind of little things that you want to focus on, you don't want to see them start to snowball. One of the goals there um, that was for uh, Fabry was, was, was a rough one. Because after Vitek has had such a successful game, he's played well, little loose puck in front of him. He tries to poke stick it away. It's not a great poke stick away. But then on top of which, Jesper Brad is there, and he kind of just it's – a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gentleman. It's a gentleman's soft poke to try to also clear it out. It doesn't get there. It's a doorstep off the body clunkily into the net. But that, to me, was like the little microcosm of one of the key areas of focus, and it's focus. Like the devils were not that first period. You're not dialed in. And throughout the course of this game, I just thought there were moments when there were lapses in focus, lapses in attention to detail. Some bad penalties were taken here, even including Jack Hughes. Right. And and you find yourself continuing to give again a a good team, a team that's going to be competitive, but a team that you are better than in the Red Wings. You kept giving them life when you should have been burying them coming out of that second period and going into the third.
1: Yeah, it's these things are going to happen, right? Puck luck with Jesper Bratt trying to clear that puck on the first goal, sprung right there too. It, those plays are so tough in the sense that a bouncing puck. Hit
0: button, that button, boys, in a yeah. sense.
1: But bouncing pucks like that, VTech, you know, trying to poke, check it away, and he was just out of position, you know, and, yeah. and basically exposed the five hole. That's why I went through there. Those things are going to happen. Holtz in the slot two on the offensive zone. The puck got stuck in his skates. Easy turnover there for a two-on-one in the first period. Those things are going to happen. Holtz will be able to clean that stuff up. And like you and I were talking about, he did play better in the second and third period, which was a breath of fresh air, just like all the devils. Same with Marino. Marino had some lazy play against the boards in the first period that we saw cleaned up very well. But coming into tonight's game, the big thing, just start fast. Play your game. Play your game right away. Don't take that time, you know, to get used to your opponent. Come out strong, come out fast like you did in the second period against the Red Wings, and we'll be successful against another team. Then on paper, we're a lot better then. You know, they're improved as well. Remember, they're improved as well. Definitely improved. But we should beat this team going away. 4-2, 5-2, score like that.
0: Yeah, and so the other area, and I, agree, I listen, I agree with you. But listen, we're supposed to be one of the best teams in the NHL. We have the top five odds to win the Cup here. So there's not going to be a lot of nights when you look at a matchup and say, oh, we're not favored. We're going to have to scrap our way to a victory. But in addition to that, um, the other areas we talk about, we we'll get to special teams here in a second. But inside the faceoff circle, listen: seven wins for Hala, seven losses for Hala, fifty percent in the circle. That's fine. But then you have Nico Heischer. he had sixteen yeah. faceoff losses. Man, eight wins, sixteen losses, thirty-three percent there. Again, five wins for Hughes, eight losses, thirty-eight and a half percent for him. Nice little number for McLeod. Only had five opportunities, won three of them, and then a couple of individual efforts from Mercer and Nocek. But but. It, again, we know that we have the quality face-off players here. And, and I really think for me, I'm just highlighting it because it speaks to the, these are the little things that when you're, when you're checking those boxes throughout the course of the game, it makes it harder for other teams, right? Especially in your own defensive zone. When you give up that control of the puck early inside your final zone, it just creates more opportunities for a team like the Red Wings. And it creates a little bit more, I think, chaos defensively, especially early on in the season when you're still working through these pairings.
1: Yeah. Winning faceoffs is key to winning games. You know, we know that. And, we're a, and it's we, one of the
0: devil's strengths. Yeah, that,
1: That's and, a part of it, too. And, and it goes to show you how talented this devil's team is to be absolutely dominated in the faceoff circle and still come out victorious is a great thing. You know, it's not going to happen as often where you're completely dominated on the faceoff circle. You know, I, I was actually surprised. I don't know about you. I was surprised McLeod didn't get more opportunities at center rights and a little bit more ice time when it came to taking important draws. I guess Lindy Ruff's trying to feel it out, but you know, like last year, McLeod was on the ice a lot more when it came to draws, individual draws, and skating off, you know, to get another center on the ice to be with his regular line. But, you know, it, it's you saw the the game leading score get with Dougie Hamilton to make it three two. Faceoff win. You know, it was yeah, it was a yeah. battle. We won the face off. We got it to the point. Dougie Hamilton, another superstar player, snipes it from the point, doesn't need to wind up with this crazy slap shot, sneaky shot. You know, those are the things that we want, you know, and it's all coming back to winning face So tonight, it's something definitely to watch. I think they will be improved, especially Nico. It's very un like to be absolutely dominated and win a third, yeah. only a third of his face-offs. But I'm not too concerned. I'm not sure about you. I'm not too concerned with it. I think it's such a small sample size, and I think that we have to just put it past us. And, and I think you're going to see a big jump from that number, especially from Nico.
0: Yeah, no, listen, it's just something you note, not something you think is going to be— we consider it to be a blip, not a trend— On the defensive pairings here, just as a reminder, um, this is one where I thought, again, Siegenthal, we mentioned him. He laid a couple of hits, as did Brendan Smith. Brendan Smith only had 13 and a half minutes of ice time, right? Luke Hughes was 17 and a half, and then you went up the board there with Marino, Siegenthaler, and Dougie Hamilton being the guys that filled out the most of those minute shares. Um, Were you surprised at all about the limited, um, quote, limited ice time? for Brendan Smith here in this. I mean, we understand that it could be a rotational kind of aspect there, but that's a pretty low number though. I mean, it's still that, that's still a low number even for the sixth man on the defensive pairings. It at least, I think it just speaks to, we know he's the lowest man on that totem pole, no insult intended. And I just wonder how we see that evolve to your point about Lindy Ruff. If this is game number nine or 10, I think we maybe see McLeod get shifted in for some face-offs. I think maybe we see Miller come in and get a shift defensively, right? But it's not time for that yet. So in the, in the instance of it, you go ahead and say, well, we'll just mitigate how many minutes we want to give to a guy that we're not entirely sure where we stand on.
1: I'll be honest. If Brandon Smith plays the way he did last night, I think that Miller's not going to get many shots. I thought Brandon Smith was absolutely I- – he very was,
0: sound. I, yeah. And that, that, and sorry. I, and, that, and that's the both end here, right? It was, it wasn't a lot of ice time, but I thought he was good in that ice time. And maybe that's the way you maximize his value. There was a couple plays in the first period that he
1: actually on the boards took away great, great scoring opportunities, especially for Dylan Larkin at the brink at that top line for the Red Wings. He cleared the zone quickly, you know, and he was yeah. smart with the puck and, and Brendan Smith did that the entire game. You know, he was a little more disciplined, which we love to see still mm-hmm. throwing hits, which we love to see so Mm -hmm. i'll play with smith ice time wise i think you're gonna be around there i think you're gonna be between the 13 and 16 minutes for him consistently i think that's fine i want to see luke hughes do more right we didn't see luke hughes his name last night too much i think some of it might have been just gripping that stick a little too tight maybe a little nervous maybe trying to be a little more defensive minded which is okay in your first game your first uh you know game back in the nhl for your full first full season we'll call it so I'm not too concerned with Luke. I think he's going to open it up when he gets a little more comfortable, especially with this pairing with Brendan Smith. But I'm totally okay with that third pairing.
0: Oh, 100%. Yes, it, it, to be clear, on um, Luke Hughes, I, I, I think I agree with you. It seems like you're coming into the season. You know what you can do with the puck on the stick, you know that you're an offensive defenseman, but. You're you're probably, Lindy Ruff, I'm sure, said, hey, yeah, that's great. That's great. Good for you. Also, you need to be defensively minded because we know that that is an area of this team that could be a focal point game game in and game out. And by the way, gave up two goals in the third period of this one, right? This is when you should be burying teams. You get two goals of your own. This is supposed to be a pulling away. And one of those was obviously a shorthanded one as you had that little bit of chaos between, I tell you what, man, every time the Devils went on a power play two times in this game, they went ahead and gave away a penalty that negated their power play late in the third period ends up putting you onto so a four on four that creates the open net it also creates another goal for the uh, Red Wings on their power play so a little bit of chaos here which is why we talk about an attention to detail
1: we mentioned yeah I'm sorry there's gonna be a lot to look at on the iPad for the guys you know there's a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. To clean up and what they know they're gonna need to clean up Jack Hughes you mentioned it to me we were texting back and forth during the game you love his aggression I'm I'm the same yeah. way I think that it's great to see him physical. You clearly know that you're going to get called for that retaliatory penalty, you know, at the end of the game there, you know, to give up that uh that power play to the Red Wings.
0: He's marking his-, his second penalty in that one as well. The, yeah. the, that one's the retaliatory. The earlier one, when I was excited about his aggression, is the one where you said, well, they called it roughing. Maybe you could call it interference. We say it's borderline. Like, I, I don't care. I'm not here to debate the call, per se. But. Jack Hughes being, we know he's undersized. That was one of the bigger guys he went after, and he said, "Listen, like I need to, I need to early in this season, not just this game, early in this season, I need to let people know. Listen, I will come back at you. And then, by the way, you're looking over your shoulder and trusting that your teammates are going to be there to back you up in those moments. But that's why I liked it. But two penalties is a lot for him in a game." Yeah. And they were calling it tight. You know,
1: it's, yep. that's what you have to know as the players, you have to know that the refs are going to be calling it tight. You got to, those retaliatory penalties, those, you know, borderline calls, they're probably going to make, you know, and, and you have to adjust your game a little bit. Do I want those called the first penalty on Jack Hughes? No, I, but I don't want to call the other way either. I want the guys to be yeah, physical yeah. and to be able to play, but you just have to kind of know what's going on with your officiating crew and what they're going to call and what they're not going to call.
0: Uh, just to round out on VTech between the pipes there, 35 shot against. He had 32 saves, a 914 save percentage. Also had four saves on the power play opportunities. Short-handed saves. He had three of those, which always reminds you that, yeah, unfortunately he had to step up and do that. He does feel like he's locked in coming into this regular season. It's easy to look at this game and kind of say, because even the, the third goal for Detroit was a bit of a – I mean, honestly, I'm going to say that was like the team turned its brain off because it's 4-2 and you feel like there's nothing to really worry about here. But ultimately, the Red Wings kind of sneak one in. I think that Vitek looks as sharp as you can. And by the way, when they flash his stats at the start of the game as the reminder how he's been in the regular season, I think it is that, oh, yeah, you know, it was a rough playoffs, playoffs for him. But also, he had a phenomenal regular season. So we're not going to shake off that ghost until we get to the playoffs. But this was just a great first skate forward for him, I thought.
1: Yeah, he played absolutely phenomenal. And again, we go back to the first period. I think Dougie Hamilton made the statement after the game. It very well could have been like four or five nothing. You know, that's how crazy some yeah. of the shots were, and yeah. that's how crazy you know the Devils played and lapsed in defensive-minded hockey. But it's going to happen, and that's where you want your goaltender to step up. You know, that's why you're so excited to see BTEC, and I'm assuming seeing Akira Schmidt tonight. You know, uh, on the back-to-back. You know, that's why you want them to step up. You know, that's why we have two 1A and 1B goalies where you can just rely on them. If you're not having your best game on the ice at the moment, your goaltender can stand on his head.
0: Yeah. uh, Last note here for me, and then you can give your closing thoughts. Jesper Bratt, you can feel free to shoot the puck. It's not against the law. You know what I mean? We we, we can go ahead and rip that thing. He had a couple of hits in this game. He had a block shot in this game. I thought his overall performance was solid. But again, when you go back to the preseason, go back to camp, you're like, oh, baby, Jesper Bratt, this guy's ready to freaking explode this year. And I think maybe he falls in the same category as Luke Hughes. I'm coming out. I know. I know what I can do. But also, it's game number one. I don't want to, especially with the way the first period goes. Maybe a lot of guys said, well, now what I can't do is kind of play a little bit looser, take a few more chances, because we just showcased that collectively as a team. We're not quite awake here just yet. So I I think the mentality might have shifted a little bit there coming out of that first period. But he's the guy I just want to see here in game number two. Let's really ratchet it up. Is there anyone you're watching for that you want to see have a, not bounce back, but just, you know, better performance? Uh, He he was underwhelming,
1: Jesper Brad. I agree. And I think that he's going to have a lot better game. Shoot the puck. Just get into the open eyes. Do what you do. Skate the way you do. For me, I want to see McLeod a little bit more aggressive in front of the net. I think that he can be a factor, especially on that fourth line. And the same goes with Alexander Holtz. You know, he played okay defensively in the second and third period there for the Devils last night. Tonight, I want to see him shoot the puck. I want to see him be that sniper. I want to see him have three shots on goal tonight, not one. I want to see three shots on goal tonight because we know he can bury the puck. And Palat played really well against the wings, you know. So Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to only benefit Holtz you know, to be with Holla and to be with Palat as we spoke about throughout the offseason. So, you know, I'm watching tonight. My player to watch is Holtz. So I think that he's going to get on the point scores.
0: I like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I like that one as well. Um, I may go. With, I'm going to go with Dawson Mercer tonight just as a fun guy to watch. I wanted to note here that Lazar, McLeod, Timo, Uh, They all had had four, three and four hits collectively. So they went for a combined 11 hits there from the center position on the offensive side. Defensively, we got Siegenthaler with four, three chipped in from Smith and another three from Kevin Ball. So, you know, this collective group, guys that you expect to play physical, especially a Timo Meyer. I really like that. But I'm looking at Dawson Mercer tonight. I, I just listen. We know. You mentioned Alexander Holtz, right? So you rotate him up. He's now on that second line pairing. There's an expectation there. I I think that they will unlock one another and become one of the more dangerous lines in the league. But let's go ahead and just be a little more assertive, right? I I think there was a balance between sloppy play and a little bit of timidness. And that's all right. It's game number one. The Devils still ultimately get the victory. They're going to go ahead and come right back around, as you said, getting into a back-to-back. We expect maybe to see Akira Schmidt tonight early in the season get VTech off the ice, and hopefully it's the exact same opportunity for him to put a great skate forward after coming in and maybe asserting himself as a contributor in the playoffs. A reminder too, Danny mentioned it there, uh, over the course of this season when we have back-to-backs like this, in the in between, after these first two games, we'll go back. And we'll think about a couple of things. What are two-game sample sizes we got from defensive players? Did Holtz take those steps forward? Did Luke Hughes look more aggressive? So we'll go ahead and constantly be doing some film review as we work our way through the season because there's always, always so much more that you can dissect out of each and every game. But ultimately, you want to make sure you hit all the keynotes, and hopefully we did that for you here today. In the meantime, until the next post game. You get over to YouTube, and that's Devil's Puck Luck. You go ahead and subscribe. You follow you, turn on the alerts so you know when we're going live with all of our episodes, the podcast feed available for you as well. Over on Twitter, it's NJ Devils PL, it's at Danny the Face, it's at Adam Armbrecht, and on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on Dasher, on Prancer, at Devil's Puck Luck. We'll see you next time, folks. Oh,